Hi friends, welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What is up you guys? Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. Today we are talking with an intern at our church. His name is Grant and he'll introduce himself now. How's it going? My name is Grant and I just finished my freshman year at A&M and this summer I'm working at Cottonwood Creek, um, just like Addison said. And um, I've had the pleasure of meeting them for I guess it's been a month now, um, but Jordan actually introduced me to you because yeah. she said that you're going to A&M and um, figured out she was on this podcast and... Um, invited himself on. Yeah, so. invited myself. <laughs> no, on Instagram. I'm literally just like, you're like, what idea should we do? Yeah. And then I was like, uh, I don't know how to pursue Christ in college featuring me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, here we are. Okay. Yeah. Funny story about that. I actually wanted to be on it before I said that. And then I was just sent that as a joke, but now it actually Yeah, worked. it worked. I was like, <laughs> nobody would just submit that without actually desiring to be on the podcast. Yeah. If y'all want to be on the podcast, literally just DM us. <laughs> we have to be careful, though. Like, you can't say that and just as a joke. Like, no, we, we like, were having him within yeah. the day that he said that. We, like, I think it was, like, literally a week ago that you submitted that. Mm. Or, like, two weeks. And here we are. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I'm excited because Sophie and I are going to college. And... This is probably helpful for us. And also anybody yeah. else that's listening and wanting to know how to pursue Christ better, whether you're in middle school, high school, working a full-time job, doing your thing, whatever it may be. Yeah, we're excited to learn. Yeah, we're also excited to get to know Grant with some get-to-know-you questions. Oh, let's go. Um, Sophie, do you have any questions? Um, Actually, let's play a name game. Is that okay. what we said we were going to yeah, do? Yeah, I forgot that. I like made a joke about Sophie working at camp. And then I was like, I can give you a, a camp name, like, like my, I can't say my name. But anyways, point being, she said we should do a camp name on the podcast. So I guess we'll name both of you really quickly. Uh, who wants to start? What is a camp name? So like all <laughs> campers at Pine Cove will oh. call their counselors by like camp names. So like one of my friends is Little Spikes and others is uh, Do It For The Vine or something like that. And people call them Ferda. So it's and they just, have meaning behind it. And they have that. meaning. Like, they have oh, stories shoot. behind it. Or, like, get-to-know-you questions behind it, essentially. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the week, like, on Saturday, you tell the campers your name. And it's, like, a big deal because they're like, oh, my gosh, your name's Addison? What? I've been calling you Doe all week. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's not my camp name. <laughs> That's not it, guys. <laughs> but anyways, who wants to go first? We'll start with Grant. Okay, we'll okay. start with Grant. So you just you can like literally ask whatever questions you want. And then are we both coming up with a name? Yeah, we'll like, uh, or like one of us will pitch a name. It's called like selling it. Okay. So you're like, I think I have a name. You know and what? Then this I'll say sell it. This reminds me of the business walrus. Yes, it, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's a fun game, guys. So Look fun. up business walrus if you're ever interested. Okay, um, I'll start since you have never like at the camp I work at. We ask a lot of like get to know you questions because. Funny stories and embarrassing stories don't always land with second graders, but since this is a podcast that's usually not for second graders, we'll ask stories. Do you have any embarrassing first date stories? Oh, first date stories? Hmm. Um, well, I think I went on a first date this past semester at A&M, and we went on a picnic at POV. Definitely recommend that. Um, and we went to Brookshire Brothers, which is a Kind of like a grocery store at A&M. It's like a gas station. Yeah, but it's like a grocery store too. Okay. It's like, it's kind of like H-E-B, but like more expensive, but it was closer to POV. Okay. Um, and then I'm not going to name any names, um, 
But when we sat down and had our picnic, um, there was a lot of people that we recognized there um, from an organization that um, my girlfriend was in at the time. And then also, a pretty embarrassing story, she admitted that um, she shoots turtles in the head. Like, there's a, lot of tur- <gasps> there's a lot of turtles in, like, the POV, like, lake. And there are, like, there's, like, a lot of them. And then she was just, like, the first thing that pops in her head was, like, did you know I, I shoot turtles? Like What? Yeah, apparently they have their own, like, man-made lake. And the turtles, like, eat their fish. So, so she, she just shoots them? gets out a gun and shoots the turtles. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but that was kind of a red flag for me. But... <laughs> Oh my gosh, (laughs) that wasn't even like about you, but I'm like, wow. Okay, uh, do you have a question? Do you have any embarrassing stories from your childhood? Oh, jeez. Or like one very vivid memory from, what was your favorite birthday party as a child? My favorite birthday party? Um, So me and my friends have this fun tradition where, um, I think my dad actually started it, but then it it creeped into our friend group where um, we do like, Whoever's birthday it is, we do that person's quiz. So like, I have all my friends come over for my birthday, and what's like, it's the Grant Mitchell Woodward quiz, and we I ask questions about my life, and whoever gets the most right wins. Yeah, my friends really do fun. that. Too. I was gonna say I've done that before, <laughs> like a cahoot. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. So last year I made like this full-on slideshow. Yeah. And like had a bunch of questions on it, and um, my roommate actually mm-hmm. won. So oh. I, that's a fun tradition that I mean that we all have. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. If you could create one natural disaster and make it happen, but it, like, doesn't hurt anybody, it's just, like, you could just make it happen, what would it be? So, like, no one's hurt, no one's injured, but yeah, just, Yeah, it's okay. just, it just happens. And it doesn't, like, destroy anything. I'd say probably the first thing that pops in my head is a tsunami. I think it'd be cool if you knew before that I wasn't going to hurt anything, but okay. it's just this huge wave that a lot of people can go on the shore and just watch. But I don't know. I, this, is, this is on the spot. This is on the spot. I don't know. I've never thought about this before. Okay, I have a follow-up question with a potential name. Okay. Have you ever been to um, Stillwater, Oklahoma? Have you oh, ever been to like, Oklahoma, Eskimo Joe's? Oklahoma State? Yeah, it was you. No, I've never been there. It was my that. backup choice, um, but no. You've never been to Superior. Eskimo Joe's? No. I still have a name. <laughs> and then that's when you say sell it. Sell it! Okay. He said he wanted to create a tsunami, and he also, OSU was his backup school, right? Right. Right. OSU was his backup school. You know a famous thing at OSU? What is it? It's Eskimo Joe's, okay? I okay. say we hold the tsunami over here and the Eskimo Joe's on this hand, and we put them together, keep it really simple, mm-hmm. and name him Tsunami Joe's. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then everybody it. would like stand up and cheer and like Woo! do the thing. That's your new name. Congrats. Over the rest of the show, we have to call Grant Tsunami Joe. Joe. <laughs> and then kids would call you Joe or Tsunami. If any of my friends tsunami. listen to this, they're going to start calling me that too. It's not even a good name. I'll have to think of a better name at some point. So we, we I can... need new nicknames too, so. Sue. Yeah. Like Tsunami and Sue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Sophie, what? tell me about like a weird quirky thing that you do. Do you have any like <laughs> quirky things? I do. I have a lot of quirky things. Tell me about them. Every day at lunch, I have to drink the same kind of drink. Like, and it, <laughs> okay. if, it, if I change the drink that I start having at lunch, it's yeah. like a really big deal for me. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like a new season what of is it life. Right now? It used to be V8 Fusion. Now, mm. 
blueberry pomegranate okay okay then it turned into aha blueberry pomegranate but i like that one too much (laughs) i have a confession i've I've never had v8 is it is it worth it why did you like really like like no no not not just normal tomato juice like it's like the v8 fruit juice i recommend that i don't recommend Mm. tomato juice i used to get bullied in middle school because people thought i drank (laughs) tomato juice and i was like no this is fruit juice okay but now it's Lacroix key lime flavored Okay, um, if you could name a city or town, what would you name it? Sophieville. Okay. That's really creative. <laughs> that is really that creative. Is that was so fast, no, too. I, I really want a town named after me. Really? Yeah. That's like, a super- I just well, want we something can't... named after me. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast, Addison and Sophie. No, yeah. but it's called Our Hearts Surrendered. Like, yeah, yeah. If you think about it, like George Washington, he has this monument. I want a you monument. Want a monument. <laughs> what, what, would you, what would you get a monument for? Like, if you were known for doing something, like, uh, if you're famous for something, what would it be? Changing the world. <laughs> <laughs> changing the world because no. of the podcast. No. Okay. I would want to be... That's fair. If I could be, like, famous for anything, it would be for something like podcasting. Or, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't be a movie star. Okay. Couldn't be a singer. Oh, you're talking about movie stars. Couldn't Who's your celebrity Broadway? crush right now? Austin Ooh. Butler. <laughs> Who's Austin Butler? He's, Austin Butler plays so Elvis cute. in the new Elvis movie. And oh. Man, and, okay, fun. okay. Oh wait, story he was on all like the old like TV shows. I saw TikTok about that. Okay, so I recently went to New York last week actually, and I got to see Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show, and Austin Butler was the guest, and I had never heard of Austin Butler before, and. Yeah. I fell in love with Austin Butler that night. <laughs> We're engaged. Yeah, basically. Um, okay, okay, okay. If you... Okay, what was your favorite Wii game growing up? Mario Kart. Mario Kart, really? I used to spend hours. I unlocked all the characters. That's funny, Dude. because last night Sophie no, played Mario Kart that. and was literally in dead last. It's, it's because... <laughs> I have a picture you of lost it. it. It's because the controller wasn't the one where you can drive it. Yeah, you have to, like, move the joystick. It was like a almost like a Xbox controller. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm one of the older Wii kids, like, with mm. the just white remote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to take the attention off Sophie again, uh, but Grant, I have to... I have to, Joe. <laughs> I have to interrupt. Okay, Mario Kart Wii was also my game growing up. And if you everyone anyone remembers FX Games Exchanges, like the old GameStop, they had this tournament with like 50 people, and you can sign up for free. And I was like the youngest person that signed up for it. I was like, I don't even know how old I was. I was in elementary school, like, like seven or eight years old, and I was the youngest person in the tournament. And it took like four or five hours, and I won the whole thing. Wow! And the, wow. the girl who got second had never lost before. <gasps> And her mom with went Mario up, Kart. With Mario Kart, yeah. And her mom goes up to me and is like, "You're the first person that's ever beat her at Mario Kart." And I think that's the highlight of my life. Wow, you're wow. really showing your age yeah, yeah. because I have no idea like <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, he's only wow. a year older than us. I know, yeah. but like I've never heard of any of the things you just spoke about. GameStop? No, the, the FX, FX games. games. I oh. think they went out of business. GameStop. I saw we saw that as your name. GameStop. Okay, back to Sophie. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm trying to think of more, more questions I have for you. You recently went on a trip. Can you tell them about all the baseball games? Yeah. Can you tell me about all the baseball games. Sorry. Yeah, I went to four baseball games. I went to Washington, Boston, New York. And Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay. Um, do you like the movie Cars? No, actually. Dude, <laughs> I had such a good name. <laughs> when I was little, I was scared of Disney movies. Actually. What? Yeah. Is there a reason, or are you just? 
<laughs> I went to the movie theater and I saw Ratatouille and the rat scared me and I ran out of Can the theater. Can we just name you Remy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Remy? Remy? Um, I need to think of a better name than that though. Okay, maybe we'll take a break and then if I, a name comes to me while Grant is speaking. Yeah, I feel I'll like we need to move on from Yeah, because we've been talking yeah. for yeah. 15 minutes. I think we've been talking about me for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to interrupt me anytime when you think of a name. I don't know. So, Tsunami Joe, mm-hmm. would you like to start us off? Yeah, so I think I'm in a good position. Um, a year older than all the seniors here, I think it's an opportunity where I can share some, like, um, input or um, some advice that I have after one year of college and all the highs and lows that um, came with it about um, how to pursue Christ uh, diligently in in college. And I was asking around um, the other people that work here and the staff, and she told me not to quote her, but I'm going to quote her anyway. Logan Helm said that she she saw this somewhere. She said, if you don't attend church in your first three three weeks of college, it is less likely that you'll make church a priority. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I believe her. But um, if you don't, like, I think church should be the number one priority. Like, um, obviously, the clubs and organizations and, and community is great, but you're going to find that first at your church. Um, so I, when I first went, um, me and my older brother, we, I just went to the church that he went to. I'm not going to say what church it is, but um, I just went because he went and not really because, like, I felt the Holy Spirit move a lot. Um, and it kind of hit me like, I'm only going here because my older brother goes here. I'm not really, you know, it's a good, it's a good church, but I don't feel the Holy Spirit, a Holy Spirit move a lot. Um, and so I end up switching churches uh, to Restoration, and um, it's been a great experience. And um, second semester, I became a member. Um, I'll, I'll be joining MCG soon. I know all the MCG hype, um, but I think I regret not, like, making that decision sooner. It's like... I made it more of a priority to join like an outside organization um, than like getting involved in the church first. Um, so I think that's probably my number one. Just like church is a, a very very high priority. Um, when you say that you didn't feel the Holy Spirit move, obviously that was kind of like a red flag and mm-hmm. like I guess of the church. How would you say that you like? What should people look for when choosing a church? Um, a lot of people say you aren't going to find your home church in college, and that's that's very true. You're not going to find a church that's exactly like any other church that, that you really like in your hometown. But um, I think my, my advice is for the first three or four weeks, kind of um, don't go where all your friends are going. Go where um, you feel called to go. And then after those first three or four weeks, um, choose the church that you feel the Holy Spirit like speaking to you the most. Um, so yeah, that'd probably, that'd probably be my number one, uh, piece of advice. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people when they first move to college do like speed dating with churches. Like I know my older brother, like every time we talked to him when he first moved like that, he would say like the first month he was trying a different church and like some churches met Sunday nights and some met in the mornings and he was between a couple of them. And honestly, I think where he decided to be was just a matter of like where he felt that he could be the most involved in a way that honors the Lord through his gifts specifically. Mm-hmm. I've heard of people that don't like restoration because there's not a big kids ministry and they want to work with kids. And I've heard of people who love restoration because there's a huge college ministry and they want to work with college kids. So like finding where you can use your talents and your gifts that the Lord has given you to glorify him and also where you can find community and 
a good message that's like not heretical and that kind of thing. Yeah, but like whenever you were looking at churches, when you listened to a sermon, how did you make sure that what they were saying lined up with what you believed in? Um, so I really like when churches um, go through like a book of the Bible and don't skip over any verses. Obviously there's some churches that just go through topics, which are great. Um, but for me, I really like when we go through a book of the Bible and just take it a few verses at a time. That way we don't really miss anything in that, you know, everything's gonna be covered. And so at Restoration, they, they do exactly that. Um, and I really just enjoyed that. And uh, the preaching there is very good. Um, shout out Pastor Jonathan. Um, but I just, I felt uh, more moved when um, listening to those sermons and um, you kind of read along to like, you know what, what he's gonna talk about the next week. So you can kind of prepare yourself and, and read ahead. Um, and you know have more background knowledge instead of just trying to guess oh this week they're going to talk about wisdom this week they're going to talk about you know temptations and stuff like you know what they're going to talk about each and every week um and you can read the same like passage like over and over again and you'll learn something new every time um something that i've I've learned yeah i think a big part of that is like preparing your hearts for your church service and also restoration has incredible worship um which also goes into preparing your hearts i know that like you said church number one that's the thing Mm -hmm. you should do first um find a home church for you or like a new home church i guess what else would you say would you say that like joining mm, like christian organizations was pretty important to you yeah for sure i came into a&m um shout out impact camp like i knew that i wanted to um join some sort of organization uh, but again, I just listened to what my older brother said, and he said that um, joining Bucks uh, would be a good thing for me. And I had no idea what it even was. I thought it was just an organization that I just joined that didn't have to pledge like the whole first semester and like spend all of, like 99% of my, t- my time doing. Um, but I would say it kind of goes hand in hand with like what you do behind closed doors, uh, kind of like it, your spiritual integrity, because like it's easy to make yourself. Um, look good in front of other believers like oh I'm reading my Bible every day I'm praying every day like I'm having the best devotions but like are you actually um, I think it's important to make good habits early um, and like praying right as you wake up and praying right before you go to bed just kind of like uh, start and end the day the right way because um, I know for me like like all of the different events with my organization and stuff like they would fill my bucket but um, if I'm not like pursuing Christ when, when no one's watching, then I'm not growing as much as I could be. Um, a really good verse for this is Matthew 6, 6. It says, uh, but when you pray, uh, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father sees in secret, uh, he'll re- reward you. And I think that's a good verse. Just like, um, if you are putting in your work to, with your relationship with God, like behind closed doors, um, on your own, then, um, that will just maximize the way that you can pursue Christ in college. And um, when you go to those different events, it kind of puts you into the right headspace. Like, I'm not, like, yes, I'm here to socialize, but I'm also here to be, like, a light for Christ. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you feel like, you were talking about how you had practiced spiritual habits in mm-hmm. college, and do you feel like during high school, like, if you practiced those, it helped you in college to keep practicing those? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think in college, like, um, it's more up to you. Like, y- your parents aren't, aren't dragging you out the door to go to church, yeah. and um, they're not, like, constantly there for you. It's kind of 
you're, it's your first step being on your own. And I think it's important to like take those habits that worked for you in high school, but um, in college when you're on your own, like things get maxed, like multiplied by a hundred. Like it's, yeah. it's on your own, you're living on your own. So um, it's more willpower. Like um, no one's forcing you to go to church. No one is forcing you to read your Bible. Um, no one's forcing you to go to class even. Um, but I think like, you know, I like to think of it as like, you may not want to do it at first, but um, if you just continue to do it, like you'll see the fruit of like your continued devotion um, with God. It just starts with, with effort, putting effort in, um, like I said, behind closed doors. Yeah, I think a big part of that is like building discipline in high school and then like pursuing it in also college or wherever you go next. If you are disciplined, I was like literally just talking about this. I was doing an interview for my gym and they're like, why on earth did you wake up at 5.30 every morning and come to the gym before school? And I was just talking about how motivation and discipline are um, like counterparts in a sense. They have just a very interesting relationship. Like when motivation is high, you don't need much discipline because you're motivated and like with, you're motivated to read your Bible. You want to do that whenever your motivation is low, you have to have high discipline because it's like, I don't want to read my Bible, but like, I know that that is honoring to God. And by doing that, I will regain motivation. And they just kind of go back and forth. I forgot the word for that. It's like inverse relationship. Um, Another part of that is just knowing that the more we know God, the more we'll love him. And the more we love him, the more we want to know him. I swear I say that in every single episode, but it's so true. And it's reflected in your actions. I think like over the past two days, I've been at A&M and just the opportunities I've had to genuinely just love on people around us, like around me, were so tangible. And I think it was just because I was aware, I was making myself aware and inviting God into every moment of my day. And like, that's something you can do in your daily life now, but especially if you're moving to college and you're learning, like everybody's in the same boat. Every freshman is trying to make friends. Every freshman's trying to find a church and like just asking somebody like, Hey, have you tried any churches around here? Like, what are you thinking about that? Like can open up a conversation to talk about the gospel and that kind of thing. Um, also, I thought of a name for Sophie, by the way. So I'm just going to sh- say it because I'm going to forget it. <laughs> so Sophie said, I have a name. I have a name. Sell it. Sell it. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking. So we remember that Sophie was scared of Disney movies, right? Kind of like they were like almost like an antagonist to her. Like they were like a villain. You know who's a villain? Corella DeVille, right? Okay, Sophie, you hold that. Sophie also said that she was bullied in elementary school because of her tomato juice right like people thought she drank tomato juice would be it grant you hold that okay i asked sophie this is the last part kids and we're going to bring it all together i asked sophie i said what would you name your town if you could name a town like a city and she said sophieville creative. okay <laughs> super creative but that last part ville and like we're gonna okay give it back sophie great give it back Okay, we have, gosh, throwing it at me. Um, we have all the things, and I say we just keep it super simple and mix it all to ne- together. <laughs> together. I just almost said the name. And we name you, I forgot it. Toma- Tomato DeVille. <laughs> so that's your name. Tomato DeVille. I love it. There you go. <laughs> we can call you Mato. But anyways, we can go back to talking about college. <laughs> Tomato DeVille. It's like kind of hard to say. I'll, I'll rework it. Okay. I'll workshop it. <laughs> keep it. Keep thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Back on the topic. I just want to give a quick praise. Um, we talked about forming good habits in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to give a, a praise to the hosts of these podcasts. I mean, they've been doing it for two straight years, right? You just celebrated mm-hmm. your, your two year. I yeah. mean, that doesn't go unnoticed here at the church. I mean, a lot of people are 
are really inspired by what you guys are doing and um, the work you put in. It, it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. That's and so um, I think that's something, even you guys are not going to the same college, but it's something that you guys can still work around. And like a lot of people I know are listening to this and um, really got, like look up to you and are inspired by this. So I just want to say that's keep going. So like it's <laughs> very encouraging. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I start like sobbing. <laughs> Okay, um, sorry, we'll focus. <laughs> now we're like on like six different pages. So church and then men's org is cool, building good habits. Would you say like that your faith with Christ was strengthened or did it like struggle when you got to college? Um, I would say first semester was probably the, like the closest I've been to God. And a lot of that has to do with my pledgeship for Brothers Under Christ. I mean, like constant every day we had to do 60 interviews in a, in a semester, which are basically just like one hour long conversations, um, just about, you know, our, our uh, spiritual life, just about, you know, things going on. And that really helped me learn the importance of having those conversations with people and learning to be intentional because I came into A&M with like a lot of people from my hometown, um, a lot of people from my high school. Um, but it's important to like keep the relationships that, that build you up. And so, you know, everyone's going to be busy with doing their own thing, but it's important to like, hey, I, let's go get coffee. Um, there's a lot of great coffee places at A&M, by the way. Shout out Kyle House. Um, yes, for sure. Um, but just setting up those one-on-one one -one conversations is, is super important. And also, um, this is something that just popped into my head, but it's probably one of, the, one of the biggest things that helped me grow at A&M was finding that one person outside your main friend group uh, that you tell the 1% to. Because a lot of times, with your friends, you only share 99% of your life and you hold back 1% and there's 1% that you don't share but um, I think it's important to not hold on to that I think it's important to have that one person again that's outside of your main friend group because um, I know a lot of times it might be you know too like overwhelming to, to share that 1% with with all your friends so find that one person that maybe you're on like this same level like spiritually or someone who's more uh, spiritually disciplined than you, uh, that you can share that one percent of your life with, because you know we're all striving towards um, becoming stronger believers. So I just want to shout out Mason Bradley. He was definitely that person for me. Uh, my big, he helped me a lot, and he's someone that I definitely shared that that one percent too. And he shared his one percent to me, and I think that just like grew our relationship a ton because we met in the first semester of A and M, and like I already consider him like a best friend just because how quickly our relationship has grown and. Um, just not really holding back anything. Yeah, for sure. I would say like vulnerability sparks vulnerability mm -hmm. and being 100% committed to that 1% is so important in relationships. I, like literally the last episode we recorded, I talked about this too. But I think in every relationship, there's 100% like you can count on there being conflict at some point, but how you deal with it and how you um, remain committed despite the conflict is telling of your character and like your commitment to the relationship in general. But I think going into college, it's easy to be like, oh, I don't like that person. I'm just not gonna be friends with them and to just like move on because you get to choose your friends, which is like a gift, that's awesome. I know for me in high school, I was surrounded by the same people for like the past six years. It was like, I didn't even get a choice with who I was friends with because like my class was small and stuff like that. But now going into college, I just have to like remind myself every day that's like, we're called to love every single person, whether there's conflict or not, like how I choose to deal with it. And I hate conflict. Like I avoid it at almost all costs. 
and like the idea of dealing with conflict is awful to me but same enneagram nine that's what's up (laughs) so um just how you deal with conflict i think is telling of your relationship with christ as well for sure um have any guys like like when you're going through hard times or when you have like big temptations come do you have like um scripture memorized that kind of I don't know, I guess like combat verses or like your your fighter verses, like, oh, like I'm tempted to do this, to do this, but I remember the scripture in my head. Like, do you guys have any, any verses that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have some. I actually am like, that's so convicting that you decided to talk about this. Because I have <laughs> verses that I like know off the top of my head. Like I can tell you like Psalm whatever, like mm-hmm. 8411 or whatever um, is for like whenever I'm feeling tempted in this way. And like I can tell you like the where it is in the bible but i'm really bad with memorizing the actual verse but usually if i'm like dealing with temptation i'm like oh let me get out my bible and like read it then in there but i need to like actually memorize it so it's just <laughs> <laughs> my talk. yeah yes. i know sophie's good at it yeah i don't know i'm not good at it but i have a couple verses john 15 5 is a good one it reminds you to um abide in the lord and philippians 4 6 it talks about anxiety so if you're tempted to feel um to kind of spiral into worry, um, that verse always helps me. Yeah. Um, I'd say mine is, is is from Romans 8. <laughs> I had to memorize that all first semester, but it was actually my verse before we had to memorize Romans 8, which is pretty cool. Uh, but it's Romans 8, 18, and I think the reason that that's so important is because in college you have to like balance a lot of things, mm-hmm. balance classes, relationships, um, different organizations that you're in, and grades and stuff like that. But as sometimes it'll, it'll seem a little bit chaotic, um, but Romans 8.18 is a good reminder. Um, it says, For I consider uh, that our present sufferings are not worth comparing that the, with the glory that will be revealed to us. And I kind of like to visualize it as like a, a line and it's pointing one direction. And um, when you believe in Christ, like you are guaranteed uh, eternal life with Him in heaven, but your time on earth is just like a tiny bit of that line. And then the rest of it, like, for eternity is, is spent in heaven. So like a lot of the times, like when you're suffering and stuff, like God says, it's not even worth comparing with, with the glory that, that you'll be able to see in heaven and glorifying me. And a lot of times that just helped me with, with being peaceful. Like I get stressful about an upcoming test, but I just remember that verse is like, that's not even worth comparing to, you know, the glory that um, we'll be able to give God in heaven. So that's definitely my, my go-to verse. Yeah. Psalm 84.10 says, For one day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Being a, like a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord is better than any other job, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that verse, essentially for the same reason Grant is saying that. But it is a reminder that like, college and high school, like wherever you are in life, is stressful. And there are going to be so many things that take your attention all day, every day. And it's easy to just get caught in it. Like, Society pushes productivity and busyness so much to the point where it's hard for me to naturally just like sit and be still and like be in the presence of the Lord. And I think that like going into college, going into high school, going into like a full-time job, whatever you're doing, it's so important that you spend time with the Lord, spend time in reflection and like actually invite the Lord into every moment of your day, like genuinely just surrendering because Otherwise, like, we will be filled 100% of the time with busyness and whatever it may be. Yeah. A quote that I really like from this book that I also really like called The Ruthless Elimination <laughs> of Hurry. Oh, it's by John Mark Comer. Shout out. It talks about how hurry and love are incompatible. And um, 
it's on my phone because like Addie was saying, we live in a very hurried culture and I think that when we get caught up in the hurry, uh, we forget to love because you can't be hurried and be loving people at the same time. So I think that's something that I've been really convicted about going in, going through high school is that if I'm just hurrying to whatever is next and I'm not taking time to love people. No, for sure. Like my first, like first two semesters of college, like flew by. Like it, it seems like two months. Like it went by really quick. So I definitely recommend like taking a deep breath and slowing down and, and realizing, no, you're in college and um, yes, it is stressful, but it also is the time to, to enjoy it and to not rush through it. Um, and going back to like when things get stressful, um, when, before I do homework, I've, I've learned that if I have my, my quiet time right before I do my homework, like it puts me in the right headspace. Uh, it like keeps me in high spirits. It helps me not to get as stressed um, when I'm doing it because like, um, and it also shows your priorities, like you're putting God before school, kind of like you're, you're, you may not know if like you have time to finish this assignment today, um, but you're, you're putting in time to have your, your quiet time before you do that homework. And it usually leads me to, to be more productive, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, that's so smart. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Okay, I, like, I always talk about this, but I have a bad habit of, I usually do a quiet time in the morning, but recently I've been waking up late and like, I just have not been disciplined um and I like wake up late so then I don't do it in the morning and I'm like cool that's fine I'll do it at night but then I like stay up too late and then I'm exhausted by the time I like go to do my bible study and it's just like that's not reflecting how much praise our God is worthy of like that's not intentionality that's just checking a box off of wait checking a box off of the list of things to do and that's like not honoring to God at all. Like he doesn't want just half of us. He wants all of us and he deserves all of us. And um, like we are undeserving of him, if anything. Yeah, I agree. Also, another thing is I've never fasted from anything before, especially in high school, but in college, um, another thing that helped me was, was actually fasting. So I think it's called Lent. I don't know. I think it's like a fasting thing, but um, that was the first time I ever fasted from anything, and it wasn't anything big. It was just like the only the only drink I'll be able to drink is water, um, and that was kind of kind of aligned with some some um, goals I set um, when I was coming to A&M. Like I never wanted to go to Northgate unless it was like Harry's, so like that's something that was going to help me with that. Um, um, and I I went all the way through, and I realized like that helped, really helped me to rely on the Lord. So during final season, I was listening to Chris Renzema, "How to Be Yours." Uh, great song and um, I was kind of going through a hard time just because like finals were coming up and uh, a lot of other stuff um, and so I just sat in my car I was listening to that and I realized like the other music that I listen to that's not worship music isn't really helping me um, and so I decided to fast and only listen to worship music for my last month um, in college and it was good and bad it was good because like it helped me like stay more focused on the Lord and um, you know, like, reminded me of him, like, every time I got in the car or whatever, like, I'm worshiping him, but it was bad because I started to take it for granted. Like, I would just start to put it on just because I had to put it on. Um, so I would recommend um, maybe going, like, a week at a time with worship music, but um, if you push it to a month, at least for me, I, I found, like, I started to take it for granted, and I want to associate worship music with me actually worshiping God and not because I'm forced to put it on, so... Yeah. Yeah, something I did uh, my junior year, I would say. Pro uh, honestly, I still do it. Um, 
I don't really like think about it though anymore because now it's just a habit. If I'm in my car before 8 a.m., I only listen to worship music because I would work out at 5.30 and then I would leave for class and I like would get, at, get to class at like 7.45. So it was like that way I could set my mind on things above and like the king like is sitting on his throne first thing in the morning. And then, like, from then on, if I wanted to listen to worship music, I would. If I wanted to listen to Tame Impala or whatever else, I would. Um, and it kind of held me accountable to, like, setting my mind on the Lord first and foremost. And it's hard. Like, trust me, I know how hard it is because sometimes people would have, like, just released an album the night before. And I'd be like, <laughs> Harry Styles, let me listen to your album right now. Like, I'm not waiting until 8 a.m. But it honestly was really helpful. Also, another thing people is always like, Set your mind on the Lord first thing in the morning. And, like, if you're waking up at 5 so that you can work out before you start your day, it's so hard to wake up earlier than that. So, like, tangible things that I did to actually, like, help me set my mind on the Lord was while I was getting ready for the gym or whatever, I would put on either a podcast or, like, literally, like, Ezekiel 23 and just, like, let it read it to me while I was getting ready and, like, making myself actually listen to it because sometimes it's easy to just, like, space out if things are, like audio i guess i don't know if that's like a yeah so if thing. you guys work out in the morning and need a podcast to listen to put on our heart surrendered <laughs> thank you every time you plug. work out every time yes. work out <laughs> yeah yeah the other day somebody asked for a podcast recommendation and i was like girl let me tell you but yeah anyways those are like helpful things that i did and then i would like actually study like sit down and like take notes and reflect and that kind of thing at a later point in the day um but setting goals when you go into college like that are helpful i would assume based on what you're saying i like i was about to speak as if i've done it (laughs) no yeah setting goals but like reminding yourself of those goals and like they're not just like new year's resolution yeah um where like you just forget about them after a month but like you like have them like i had a whiteboard in my room that i had above my desk and that i had the same things written down i had romans 818 written down like for the whole year and i think it's important to like constantly remind yourself of, of your of your goals and if you fall short like like God forgives. And yeah. So like we need to be able yeah. to forgive ourselves too. Like having somebody hold you accountable too. I was just talking to my yeah. roommate about that. So we were like, what do you want? I was asking her, I was like, what do you want a relationship to look like? Do you want me to hold you accountable? Do you want me to kind of speak truth to you in like a gentle fashion or like what? And she was like, honestly, just like hold me accountable. That kind of thing. Cool. Awesome. Down for that. One thing she said was um, like, I have an 8 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, yes. And it's history. Ooh. Y'all. Oh, my gosh. I literally, okay, um, if any of my A&M friends, Haley, if you're listening to this, um, you'll understand. I, so, I had an 8 a.m. like almost, I think Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 a.m. And it was not good because I'm not a morning person. I'm trying to be a morning person, but I'm just not. And so, I'm waking up at like, I live on campus, so I just walk to class. So, I'm waking up at like 7.15 just like I feel like a zombie and I go to class and I'm I fall asleep within the first 10 minutes and I fall asleep for the like for the, the whole, whole class and so like if you're not a morning person do not sign up for an <laughs> 8 a.m. but if you're someone like Addison who you wake up at 5 30 every day and work out and yeah. just run 5ks and just every day yeah um no. <laughs> then yet have anything to worry about but yeah, yeah. but so like my 8 a.m. and I'm gonna get home and she was like whenever you get back to the dorm like you wake me up if I'm not awake like you have to wake me up and I'm like oh gosh because I hate waking people up because I hate being woken up like but I like need that too so anyways that's Mm -hmm. like a very much real world not like 
spiritual <laughs> at all. Hey, but it's good advice too. Yeah, so yeah. like, wait, like wait, college wait, was yeah. the first time I ever used a calendar, like in high school. <laughs> oh, high school? God. No, okay. That's not a red flag, I promise. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, no, okay, I'll explain. In high school, like, we had the same schedule every day. We didn't have a block schedule. Yeah. Like, every day is seven classes, or or my senior year was five classes because I had senior release, but... Um, but in high, like college, every day is going to look different based off like what your schedule is. And especially if like you're pledging a fraternity or you're trying to join an organization and all this other stuff that you didn't really have in high school, like you need to like do a calendar. I, I wish I brought it this calendar, but it's, I did a paper calendar. I didn't even do it on Google. I literally wrote down, I wrote down everything in these small little boxes each day, like a, a calendar my mom gave me, but it, it like helped. A planner. Yeah, no, literally every day and eat like. Like, if I had something, I'd like, 8 a.m. class, mm-hmm. like, 9, 9 a.m., like, interview with Evan Cox, shadow Evan. Um, but just, like, <laughs> um, but I had I just, I did do 60, I just do 60 interviews. So I like, like, just I'd be, the shout-outs that you're giving every no, now and then. Hey, Are you going to, like, yeah. see this in the Bugs group chat? No, no, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. But um, shout-out Evan. That guy's a beast. Um, but, yeah, keeping keeping track of a calendar is, is like, literally a lifesaver. And I, I switched to... to Apple calendar. Oh, um, good for you. Second semester. Thanks, I, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> it's just easier, but uh, shout out paper calendar people too. I can look back. No, I can look back. I can open up the calendar and I can look back and see how much stuff I did. I can scroll back. Like, that's okay, not that's, that's true. Guys, that's can, true. Y'all, can somebody <laughs> that's listening to this count how many times he's given shout outs and like to who they're for? Like, shout, shout out to, to my roommate, cal- Colby Chick. Please stop. <laughs> and Brayden and Braden BR. <laughs> Camp okay. Ozark. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should pray. Yeah, I think so, Grant. All right, let's pray. All right. Dear God, I just want to thank you for the conversation we had. I just want to thank you uh, for your presence. I, I just pray that as Addison and Sophie um, um, get ready to, to go to college and anyone else listening, I just pray that um, they could take some of the advice that, that we point out to heart. Um, I just pray that as we continue with our time at this summer that um, we can start developing good habits um, and finding that one person that we can share the 1% of our lives with. And um, I just pray that um, we continue to be uh, your ambassadors, that uh, we realize that um, we're here to spread your truth and your message. So um, in your son's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Mm, hated that that just happened. Um, anyways, I guess I'll do closing announcements. Um, I'm trying to think. What do we do? We have an Instagram for our podcast, Our Hearts Surrendered. You can also email us if you have anything that you'd like to say or if you want to let me know how many times Grant said shout out. <laughs> OurHeartsSurrendered at gmail.com. We also have a blog. We'll do a slight little recap of this episode if it's possible. Um, it's BrokenVesselsBlog.com. It's fun. I am posting on there now. I'm doing it. I have a couple of them scheduled, so there'll be some. Otherwise, you'll just read Sophie's. <laughs> and those are awesome, so that's great. Um, I'm trying to think. Leave us a rating and review if you want to. And send me your favorite kind of pizza on Instagram. DM me. I think that's about it. One last thing. Okay. Shout out John Bacon. <laughs> Who's John Bacon? Dude, he's this guy in Bucks. He's a, he's, he pledged as a junior. And oh, like, good for him. He, he's, he's incredible. So I just okay. wanted to shout him out. Yeah, we had to give that last shout out. Grant, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Yeah, thank you, Grant. Um, all those shout outs and everything. We loved every minute of it. Um, I think that's it. Is that it? I think we did it. We did the things. Thank you guys so much for listening, and let's strive to live in a wholehearted surrender this week. <laughs> <laughs>